Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about a handful of potential outfield trade candidates that the Padres could potentially trade for, not really soon, but I would say in maybe a month, maybe two months, maybe a little bit before the trade deadline. Because right now, I don't need to look up numbers. I'm very confident the Padres have the worst hitting outfield in the MLB. Now, They've got some fantastic defensive play from the outfield. Jerickson Profar is currently top five in defensive war. We know that Grisham's a great outfielder. Myers was, had made a few plays when he was there. Azakar's made a few plays in, in right field. Um, but offensively, it has been abysmal, to say the least. So we're going to go over a few guys, to, a few guys here today. Um, but Chase, who are a couple guys that kind of come to mind when you start thinking of who the Padres could potentially trade for a little bit down the road? So, yeah, first of all, you know, you need to look at which teams are doing horrible right now. And there's teams that sort of come to mind. And you look at the Red Sox, you look at the Royals, I should say three. You look at the Red Sox, you look at the Royals, and you look at the Orioles. The Orioles, they have um, Austin May, who looks like he's having a career year. He's 26. He has around a 790 OPS career and 800 at-bats. He's still entering his prime he's pretty consistent he's having a better year this year he plays right field and you look at this guy and you're like this is probably what parlor would trade for i mean he doesn't have a lot of experience in the mlb hundreds of bats not that much he's having a career year so he'd buy high it's just kind of the guy that parlor would go after and you look at the royals you know you see ben attendee whit merrifield both of the guys are having great years Merrifield's a little bit older. He'd be more of a rental. You wouldn't extend him long term. It's kind of what the Padres need right now. Benintendi's a little bit younger. He's better. He is a gold glove outfielder. He makes a lot of contact. His powers come around. He's a lefty. He would instantly slot, or any of these guys would instantly slot to be the best hitting outfielder and best all-around outfielder. I mean, you look at guys right now, most of them are even hitting their body weight. Christian's hitting 153, Thompson's under 100, Profar's hitting 170, and he's still slumping like crazy. And then there's Ozocar, who went over three yesterday with a strikeout, and we really don't know what he really has. He's probably going to start getting consistent playing time now just because Thompson has proven that there's not really any benefit in starting him over Ozocar now. And then you look at the Red Sox, which... I'm conflicted about the Red Sox because they should be a much better team than they are right now. Um, you don't know if they're going to turn it around. And I know every Red Sox fans love this guy. It's Alex Verdugo. We love him. Uh, he's originally from here in Arizona. He's having a great year. He started to hit the ball in the air a little bit more. His launch angle increased, so he's hitting for a lot more power. Because before, if you looked at it the last few years, he made really, really hard contact. But... He was also hitting it on the ground a lot more, and now that's kind of flip-flopped, and he's having a career year. So even if you try to trade for Voodoo, it would cost you a lot. But he's the really best outfielder. He plays above-average defense. He has a great arm. He's a great clubhouse guy. That's the guy that I would probably go after. It might cost you a little bit more, but you, know, you don't have Myers after next year. You need a right fielder. You'd instantly slot in there and be a right fielder of the future. And then you can take more time to develop, you know, Hassel, Mears, James Woods, you know, those guys. Uh, other than that, you know, 
Gallo's going to come up in trade talks just because that's Preller's guy. We saw him. Uh, the same thing happened with Profar. I mean, how many years was Profar in trade rumors with the Padres until we got him a, a few years ago? It was like five years, wasn't it? Ever since Preller became the GM, he was like, Profar in trade talks, Gallo in trade talks. It's, it's just inevitable. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I mean, I know with the shift ban, Gallo might be one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball, but at the same time, he isn't. He hasn't really been a career average hitter. It's home run, strikeout, or walk, and most of the time, it's either strikeout or home run. Yeah, my favorite, my two favorite guys to go after would be Benintendi and Verdugo. Uh, Benintendi right now is having a pretty solid year. I have to pull up the stats real quick. I just know that he he was doing pretty good last time I checked. I know he's. Uh, I don't even think it's a contract year for him. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pull up the stats right now. Um, give it a moment. He's batting 330 with a 779 OPS and one home run. Um, easily would be our best outfielder right now. Hits for a high average, seems to get on base a lot. And, uh, I mean, ever since his Red Sox days, he's been one of my favorite outfielders in baseball, even though he had a significant, significant drop off after his Red Sox days, even during the Red Sox days. But right now, he's kind of trying to resurrect his career on a team that's not very good. And, um, there would be some pretty massive expectations if he came over to San Diego and, I think he could live up to him. I think he'd be pretty solid. I looked at his baseball savant page. It's it's okay. He's got some red. He's got quite a bit of blue. So who who knows if he's going to keep it up? But it's not like he's always hit for much average, um, or for much power. I'm sorry. Alex Verdugo is quite different. His baseball savant page looks a lot better. He's arbitration eligible for two years after the after this year. This year he's making three point three million. Uh, not a very expensive option, but we might have to give up quite a bit to get him. Like Chase said, he would be your outfielder for at least the next three years two and a half years is pretty much because of the deadline but um he's another solid option you could you could uh you could trade for i know some people have talked about jd martinez problem with jd martinez and he i know he's played right field i know but i don't think he could do it anymore um i don't know if he's played right field this year but he's pretty old i mean i just i just don't see him playing outfield anymore it's essentially saying like we gave up on luke voigt Right. I know Matt said that before we started. It's essentially saying we gave up on Luke Voigt already. And I mean, you can give up on Luke Voigt, but it's, it, not only is it not a good look, it's too early. Um, even though, you know, I don't have much hope. I think he's going to fix it within the next couple weeks. So uh, you can't really give up. And it's also important to remember these are early trade candidates. We don't know how these teams are going to perform here soon. Baseball is such a weird sport. The worst team we could see their uh, who's crap. The Royals could suddenly be a contender at the, at the, at the deadline. Like who knows the nationals were a contender at the deadline and then they fell off again. So um, there, I'm sorry. They weren't a contender at the deadline. They were a contender a couple weeks up to the deadline and then it all just fell off. So who knows what can happen in baseball. Um, but as of right now, Benintendi, um, Verdugo, I didn't even mention Gallo. I'll give my opinion on Gallo. Gallo just strikes out a lot. Guys that strike out a lot are normally, I do not like guys that strike out a lot. I think you need to put the ball in play quite often. And I know it's easier said than done in the majors, but I feel like putting the ball in play is something you should be able to do. Um, Gallo doesn't do it enough, though, if he's able to maintain a high on base percentage the way he has throughout his career and play outfield the way he has and i mean be as streaky as he is with the home runs i guess i'm not completely opposed to it. i just feel like with the name pedigree it might cost a lot to get him 
And so, Isaac, I'm actually going to say that the favorite two guys that I would want to add if I'm the Padres would be the two guys that you named, Verdugo, Benatendi. Um, I think Verdugo is probably the least likely out of the guys we've brought up just because it doesn't seem like a guy that the Red Sox would want to trade. And any Red Sox fans listening to, let me know, like, would you guys want to trade Alex Verdugo? I also think that you look at Verdugo and you're like, okay, he's probably the best hitter of these guys up here, I'd say. Um, just like off the top of my head, I'm thinking. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, he has some control left. He's he's a valuable player. He doesn't produce as much as you think he would. However, he's a fantastic hitter, and that's something that the Padres are lacking so much. So I think in terms of a fit, makes a lot of sense, right? But I don't know if it's worth like the value of going to get him because I feel like out of all the guys we kind of list, you're going to have to overpay for him. Now, he's not starting off his year super hot. Uh, whereas a couple other guys, I know, um, I think was was it Hayes on the Orioles? He started out super hot, so like, it's kind of a different guy. Where Preller usually buys guys pretty high, <laughs> at least that's what we've noticed in the past. Um, but then you look at Benintendi, last year of his contract hasn't had amazing seasons recently, but he's a good player. He can also fill that role. He's hitting a lot better right now. He's hitting three thirty right now. Um, but you look at his past seasons, he can hit two seventy to two eighty. He can move to the top of the lineup. He can be a solid hitter in the outfielder and it'd be a massive upgrade for this team. You only get the half, or depending on when you trade from the rest of the season for him, unless you end up extending him. Other guy I think that needs to get brought up is Joey Gallo, only because I feel like I mean, we talked about it. So we've talked about Gallo like a million times. It, you brought up the Profar stuff. Gallo makes me feel exactly like that as, okay, he's inevitably going to be a Padre. I'll say this, if he doesn't become a Padre at the end of the year, or by like during the season, he will after the year ends, because he's a free agent. And I don't think the Yankees have any interest in bringing him back. It doesn't seem like that's gone very well. And that's the only reason why I think he's a trade candidate, because I think the Padres would go and make the move for him. And I think they go and they'd make a move and then extend him too. That's the other thing I think about that. I don't necessarily like that idea. I think it kind of handcuffs you to him. And I think if Preller gets Gallo, Gallo's going to get a contract extension. So I'm not a big fan of that. That's why I like the Verdugo idea. I think you might look at Gallo's war and stuff like that, and you and you notice, like, okay, Gallo might be a better value, I guess. But you look at the seasons he's had recently, his defense is actually abysmal this year. I don't know if you guys were seeing that on his baseball savant page. It's like two percentile, and usually he's like 95 percentile on defense. Good thing for the Potters is you could move him to right field. He's more of a right fielder than I think a left fielder. I don't know if that really has anything to do with it, but I guess you could move him there. I don't really want that move. I'd rather see Benatendi. I'd rather see Verdugo. They're better hitters. The Padres are lacking that. They have no type of no type of hitters. They have a bunch of guys that get on base. They have Trent Grisham in the outfield. They have guys that don't hit that get on base. They need guys that hit. That's what you need to fit. So that's why I'm going with those guys over Gallo. Um, one other guy I'll bring up too, uh, who's currently suspended, but is Ramon uh, Loriano, and he is currently on the A's. He's put up a couple solid seasons. I think it was 2019, I want to say, is the year he had the most at-bats. Whichever the season where he had the most at-bats, he had like three and a half war. He's a solid hitter. He could hit 280 for this team. I think he's suspended for 80 games. Is that right? It's like it's either 80 or 180. Yeah. Okay, so it would be a trade that you make down the road. I think that his value would be tanked a little bit, but he's put together some productive seasons. So he's another guy to mention. Um, and also for him, we've seen what the A's fire sale has been this year. So he's definitely a guy that could be on the move. I mean, 
we all saw the Shamanaya trade. That was ridiculous. So maybe you go and get him too. So those are the guys that, that are really like, like catching my eye. Um, but I think Chase, I think you brought this up. It's early. So this stuff could completely change. The only reason we're talking about it so early is because of how horrible the Padres outfield has been. And if there's not a decent change for someone in like the next month, I feel like this is a team that will make a trade earlier. Um, and it's it's a little tougher because maybe you have to overpay because the team's not sure if they want to be out of it. But you bring up a team like the Royals and Benintendi, are the Royals really going to be like, you know, we should hold? I, I don't think so. You know, teams like that, the Orioles, like I don't think they're going to necessarily be trying to hold as much. So maybe we see them, them make a trade for a guy like that. Then a Joey Gallo on the Yankees who are playing really well or, or Alex Verdugo on the Red Sox who maybe think they can bounce back. So those are the guys I'm looking at, but I don't know. And any, anybody else you guys want to add or, or discuss a little bit? I'm going to go back to Alex Verdugo. So if you look at his stats right now, he is not really performing. I mean, he's hitting 212, 240 on base percentage and a 327 slugging. But his baseball savant page looks really good. And when you look at his more of expected stats, it tells a different story. I mean, he's supposed to be his expecting batting average is 285. His expecting slugging is 534. His expected on base percentage is 341. So, yes, I know it looks bad. Like, if you look at his numbers right now, it looks bad. But he's on the verge of breaking out. And if you were going to swing a trade for him, you'd probably want to do it now before he breaks out by low. But he is going to be one of those guys that's more expensive. He's got a few years left or two years left before he's uh, arbitration eligible or demands a new contract. He is just a good baseball player all around. Uh, I do think the Padres should look at him. I mean, definitely him over Gallo. Ben Attendee would be another one, but um, my probably solid bet would be Austin Hayes. Like I said, it's just probably like the prototypical Preller trade. He's going to trade for a guy that's doing really well. He's a little older. He's not going to be owed that much money because it's the Orioles. They're cheap. And he's having a really good year. Um, his base font page is pretty average. There's pretty even amount of reds and blues. Uh, if you want to look at another guy, you can look at the Rockies. It See, the Rockies and Diamondbacks are really weird right now because they're in a spot where they're actually competitive and over 500. But how long they're going to be competitive for is a different story. The Rockies are usually really solid for the first 82 games, 81 games of a season, and then they hit a major landslide. And if they do, you know, you can look at Charlie Blackman. He's a little older. He was injured last year. But if I was going to go after anyone, it would be Randall Grishik. He's always been solid. He's having a pretty good year right now. He's hitting 290, has an over 800 OPS, a few home runs. He'd instantly be probably the third best hitter on this team. And that says a lot considering the names that we have. So he would probably be another guy I'd look out for. Yeah, hopefully the Padres swing a trade sooner than than later because, I mean, this Padres outfield is not getting the job done right now. Um, the only thing that really the whole team is doing, they're getting on base at a pretty high clip because um, if you look at the rest, averages are low, home run numbers are low. I'm really hoping they get some sort of power bat at the deadline because we really need it. And I guess that's where you can make the argument for J.D. Martinez, but realistically, there's, I don't feel like there's a spot for him. Um, but, yeah, we need some we need some power in the lineup pretty bad because uh 
I don't know. I just think it just suit, it would suit this team well. I thought Luke Voigt was going to be the power. Clearly, that's not it. And for you know Hosmer, he's doing great. He's just he's not hitting for much power. It makes sense. He hasn't been the best power hitter. He's not that launch angle kind of guy. He's more of a gap to gap, find the holes, hit it where they're not kind of guy. Uh, really, the only guy that's supplying some power right now, as of late, is Manny Machado. That's really it. Um, Jerickson Profar it looked like he was supplying some power earlier this year, but that power has and really that that hitting the hitting that he was doing has, has is just gone right now. I don't know where it went, um, but you look from top to bottom. Cronenworth struggling heavily. You can expect his numbers and maybe the whole lineup, but especially him to come to come back to the crone that we know when Fernando's back, because that kind of line of protection significantly helps somebody like crone. Um, Hassan Kim's power has been up there, but definitely need more power and, and need some in the outfield because right now, none of the outfielders are cutting it. Will Myers. And uh, you know, I hate to say it cause you guys know I'm not a big Will Myers supporter. <laughs> you better hurry. You better hurry. Cause Trace Thompson, I'll take Will Myers over Trace Thompson and, uh, and Azokar any day of the week. Um, so yeah, hopefully he's back soon, and hopefully this this Padres lineup it's, it seems like we're banking on some on some positive regression from some of these guys, especially Trent Grisham. So hopefully that comes sooner than later. Yeah, absolutely. And you bring up Will Myers. I was I was thinking about tweeting something like, "Hey, does anyone know when he's coming back?" The other day, and I was thinking if you would have tweeted that like something positive about Will Myers about two weeks into the season, you would have got completely ripped on Twitter for that. So. I'm I'm very happy that you know we're back on like hey we we need to get Will Myers in here man um, or maybe I'm not happy about that actually but Chase you got something to say about Will Myers? Y'all are a bunch of haters. <laughs> how can, how can I want to hear I, Isaac I, say that again? I, I want to hear you be, say it again. I can't I can't be happy saying oh let's go we're gonna get back Will Myers. I feel like 20 other teams in the league would not be happy saying oh let's go we're gonna get back Will Myers. We're we're like the only ones. That's how bad our outfield is. But like. Damn, it's much better than Trace Thompson and Jose Azokar right now. And I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, bash on Azokar. He hasn't been horrible. He puts together good at bats. He's fast and and he's been the most reliable out of at least the depth outfielders. And you look at the rest though, especially in right field, Matt Beatty is he's a he's a Dodger spy at this point. Right? Like you can confirm. I mean, it. he's not on the team right now. Yeah, so I mean I don't okay. I'm, he's obviously not a Dodger spy. He just sucks. Um, but then you you look at the rest of the right field options. They're not very good, and and we need somebody back in the lineup. That's somebody that's a proven MLB player, and then that right now is Will Myers. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. He would be your third slash fourth best bat right now. I mean, that changes when Tatis gets back, but it doesn't change the fact that his career average is pretty pretty normal i mean sure he's making 22 million dollars that's the mlb front or the padres front office as well and whoever's in accounting for that that whoever did that deservedly deserves to be fired i mean that makes absolutely zero sense you're like oh wow we're not we're not contending anytime soon so let's backload his contract to the to the point where where we should be contending and we don't have any money to spend now yep uh but yeah you look at his career averages, he's hits between 250 and 260, and he usually has around a 775 OP 800, which isn't bad. That's pretty good. I mean, that right now that would be that would be a godsend in the outfield, Isaac. So you know, put some more respect on his name. But the point is that when he was out there, he was horrific. 
He was hurt. He was like he striking was out 40%, better than everyone else in the outfield. 40% of the time striking out. Not only that, he was batting 100 for a long time up until his final two games played. 100, like 180, 170 for a while. That's classic Will Myers, though. Exactly. I'm going to be really cold, and I'm going to carry the offense for a couple weeks. Carry? I wouldn't say carry. I don't think he did. We lost yeah, both of them. Definitely carry. <laughs> when he lost, gets hot? Oh, oh, oh he you, guys hot, you guys mean career-wise. Career-wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. Hot, yeah. When he gets hot, yeah. Career-wise, yeah. He'll, he'll carry. I just mean, like, if he's slumping. If he's slumping, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. that big a deal. Yeah. I'm going to bring up one more guy. This is not trade-wise, but one other guy that could help this team in the outfield. And no one... Don't freak out about this too much, but over the last seven games, CJ Abrams is hitting 294 with a 350 on base percentage. CJ's been nice lately, bro. He's been connecting with the ball a little bit more. His approach looks somewhat better. He's still not slugging at a high clip. I don't expect him to slug at a high clip until he fills out his frame. He is a lot skinnier than I think we thought. I don't know if we've brought that up yet, but he is like really small right now. Super young. Um, but he is hitting 294. So maybe you give him reps instead of Beatty or Thompson. I know Beatty's hurt right now, so we'll see how that plays out. I know he's not getting it tonight. Azakar's starting tonight, but I don't know. I would like to see him get a couple more reps because if you're going to send him down in a month because he's struggling, sure. But how about we give him some consistent playing time right before that? What what you're throwing out there right now is not working. So you might as well change it up. So I would like to see that in the meantime. But either way, I do think that an outfielder is kind of a necessity to, to trade for this season. So hopefully maybe one of these guys are, are who we add. I really like the Benatendi idea, I think, in terms of not giving up a ton. I think that's kind of the best bang for your buck. But we'll see how it how it ends up. If we didn't include anyone that you guys are kind of looking at or thinking about, comment them below. And if one of the guys that we said you really like, comment why. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for today's episode. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.